also, I have a really fun interview coming up for Follow Friday, introducing Vanessa Workman. She is really an adventurous spirit. She's open-minded, open-hearted. She can tell a story like nobody's business, and she kept me laughing. Vanessa knows how to make lemonade out of lemons, and she has uh, some really interesting um I guess insights, not only about, you know, where she's living, but just about what she's doing there in general and using the internet, using social media. So I think you'll get a lot out of her just for her background knowledge, but also because of her awesome personality. I do have to say that because of the uh, horrible internet connection, we were cut off. I would say our segments lasted an average of six minutes each um, because we just kept getting interrupted. And then we'd come back and we'd, you know, make sure each other was there. We'd laugh our heads off. And I had to go back and edit out a lot of that stuff um, just to keep the flow going. But other than that, you know, I said to Vanessa at one point, do you want to quit and just reconnect when your internet is better so that we have this, you know, one continuous flowing conversation. And she said, you know what? This is my life. This is what happens when you... Sorry, I got cut off there. This is what happens when you live on an island. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep it. This is the spirit of, um, you know, Snapchat, right? So let's keep that spirit here uh, and make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> so introducing you to the marvelous Vanessa Workman. everybody is Vanessa Workman, the Island Drum, and I've been after her for a while. I think she's awesome. And um, I guess maybe you can talk a little bit about yourself and the Island Drum just to let people know what you do. Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> the Island Drum is a website that's about five years old, and I started doing it basically just as a format to share uh, events on this island and I had no idea what I was doing beyond that and it kind of went it, it grew pretty quickly and I realized if you're going to have a website you can't just have a list of events on it then you have to start writing things to make people want to read beyond a couple of events because it's an island and so then I started writing blogs which I didn't know anything about either so um, five years later I'm finally cluing in what actually is a blog, how it actually works to bring in a few bucks, and um, it's, that's how it all kind of began. But I actually started uh, freelancing pretty quickly after I started the websites, um, but I won't go into that. Yeah, but it's, that's my travel. story. Right, it's all travel-related? I was picked up, because I lived on this island, I was picked up by... Uh, travelfish.org that is an independent travel website and because I was in this location they prefer to have writers who actually live in the location mm -hmm. so I worked for them about three and a half years Wow! while I was starting my own website that's why I'm behind <laughs> because I focused <laughs> a lot on them well let's talk about where you are um, I'm Below Kolipe, Thailand, Phuket, Thailand is where the tsunami of 2004 hit that everyone pretty much knows. Mm 
So just down the coast is Kolipe, and on the next island down below that in Malaysia, North Malaysia, Northwest Malaysia. Okay, so right now I am looking at this map, map mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring up where you might be. And uh, there's Papua New Guinea, the Philippines, there's Malaysia, and um, I see Padang and Medan, Kuala Lumpur. So how far away are you from these? Um, I'm just up the coast from Kuala Lumpur, about an hour flight from here. Okay. So if you just if your finger went up the map just a little bit, um, next to there's an island called Penang, and it's a bigger island. And I'm the next island up from there, which is Langkawi, which means brown bird or brown eagle or something. <laughs> Sorry, I mean brown <laughs> eagle, not brown bird. <laughs> Okay. Let's see. Yes. I should have done this before I called you. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Okay, you're back. Whew. <laughs> I am back. I'm telling you, I've never had this much trouble with anchor before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Even my watch has stopped. There's something I see magnetic energy or something, you know. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. All right. All right. I'll take it. But I did find Langkawi while we were while we were gone. So that's cool that I can look at it while we're talking because that's where you are right this very minute, right? I am, and I'm looking out at the sea, the Andaman Sea, because wow. our house is on the Andaman Sea. The village I'm in actually was hit by the tsunami of 2004 as well, and the house I live in was half destroyed. Oh, no. So, um, it's been interesting to watch these uh, the folks recover from the tsunami because yeah. I think some of the little bitty kids, you know, I mean, it was a, I think it was a big scary thing for a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. And um, anyway. Well, I've got um, I do see where you are, and I see that there are snap. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever seen other snappers there, but I see Kua and um, Pantai Sanang. It looks like there's um, some snapping going on. So, How many people are there? <laughs> um, <laughs> They're hiding from me. That's not nice. I only know of two. And, really? And they don't actually – I mean, I know two people who, who do snap, and then they, but they don't engage with me. So they okay. basically keep their snaps to themselves. But on <laughs> Facebook, they'll talk to me. So, um, Well, I see it's raining there. Well, you know, actually, I hide my map because I swear I opened it up and it, it went straight to my house. I'm like, you gad. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, it's a little bit, uh, I can't exactly hide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's it's kind of funny that I can actually talk to you and tell you that it was um, pouring down rain yesterday. Is that the case? Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, on this part, on one part of the island, it could be, it, it did rain a little bit yesterday, but it might have been raining harder on the other side of the island. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's one thing that's uh, nice about Malaysia is that 
there's a monsoon and there's it's pretty much split in half. If it's and even on this island, if it's raining in one part, it'll be sunny on the other. Same with the country. Okay. It's raining. Yeah, I mean, you can get from the beach a sunny beach any day you wanted to. Basically, there's one near you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what took you to Malaysia of all the places you could have gone? I had a job in Singapore. Um, I left San Francisco to take a job at a Singapore hospital. And um, that contract ended a bit abruptly and soon. And um, we had already rented a house in Langkawi. So that was, I was going to be commuting, you know, every couple of weeks just uh, because it was so close, close by. And um, so then I just basically came here and licked my wounds for a while because my ego was smashed. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah. But um yeah, I wasn't actually the first uh, American that happened to either. So it really gave me food for thought for um taking jobs overseas. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket because you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, so, it's some some of those jobs look really attractive too. Yeah. And they just disappear. Well, you don't really know what the laws could be for that particular government. And if you're not actually dealing with um, a, a, an employment source from your own country, it's uh, it's risky. I see. And uh, I, that was my very first time. And, and it was a big, big adventure for me. And, you know, I pretty much closed up shop in San Francisco and took off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, in 2007. Okay. I've learned a lot since then. Oh, yeah, I can tell. I mean, (laughs) your stories, you're you're like uh, one of the natives, you know, you you know how to negotiate at the markets, you know how to to use the public transportation, you know, so it really feels like you've got the insider scoop and you're giving us that, you know, the non-tourist view. Well, it's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> sorry I swear, I swear it's not my internet the, I think where I left off was I was saying that tourist view of Malaysia you're giving us the insider's view I keep it G-rated but uh, I mean I I you know yeah I, I give, a, I give a, the insider's insider scoop yeah, I've seen you at the market. I I've been really lucky with that market because they're very tolerant of me. As you, if you see me on the road snapping, um, you'll see fewer faces, and I try not to make people uncomfortable because I can, you know, feel eyes boring into the back of my head a mile away. But for the most part, yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you, I had the tables turned on me. Um, a couple of months ago at the market, and the, some girl suddenly had a, a phone in my face because she was thought it was really funny to hear me speaking Malay. And, I mean, I was just, I, I was like, oh, my gosh. It was super uncomfortable, and I I tried to just smile, and, um, you know, I just wanted to cover my face. And I was like, gads. You, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen to the video. You know, you don't know. Is it going to go viral? Look at this silly woman here, you know, or or did they think it was cool? 
I mean, I feel like a clown suddenly and embarrassed, and then I'm, like, checking my teeth for spinach and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, so, um, but I, we worked it out. You know, I had to, I went around with them a little bit, and then, you know, so we took a selfie, and, and it was all good. But, awesome. yeah, yeah, people just don't know. But, hey, one thing I do um, when I take selfies and stuff like that is, like, if I'm in a taxi, that's the way I can usually tell if they're naughty taxis or not. I immediately oh. want to take a selfie. When they put their hand over their face, just get out of the car. They're bad guys. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh really? Well, I swear. People who are up to no good, who are going to rip you off or whatever, do not want their picture taken. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I also, when I'm traveling, I also told, try to snap a license plate or whatever. And um, I usually start yammering into the phone in case anything, you know, especially oh, yeah, yeah. with taxis. But... Yeah. That's why I usually take Uber now is because I've had a lot of really weird taxi experiences. Have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even tell you the last one that happened that really just, that was it. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm this old and this has never happened in my life. I mean, it it would it's an X-rated, an X-rated taxi story, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I was shocked. I was so I was so shocked, and I swear I probably told five more taxis after that. I mean, Uber drivers. Yeah. And I swear this is not this is a true story, but I was taking an Uber in um, another state, like months later, and I'm and I just of course something to talk about. I bring up the naughty taxi guy. And the woman says, "Oh, you're the blogger." I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I did not. I did not put any of that on social media. I swear, I did not." And I'm like, "I said it must have been somebody else." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, do you think it happens because they think you're a tourist? Um, I think this guy was just cuckoo. I, I mean, um, because I, I just. Uh, I was just like, my goodness, he was my age, too. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) He was such a nutter. I was like, who even gave him a license, for God's sakes? I think he he got fired, though. Um, Yeah. I did um, him, too, but... um, I'm evil. I never posted it. <laughs> then you're not evil. <laughs> I was pretty tempted, though. I was I was snapping the whole time. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm like, oh, that's just going to get you far, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, you do have a lot of interesting stories, and I have to ask you about the saga of Brendan and Louise. Oh, my God. Um, well, you know Grace died. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. She died. Like, yeah, she got, she got really lethargic. And we, well, I thought it was because Brendan was oversexed, and he had basically, he was humping her all the time. And well, it was we, terrible. We might want to explain who Brendan and Grace are. 
Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Brendan is the rooster that um, ended up at my doorstep when he was about five inches tall, and I thought that he was a, um, I thought that he was just some kind of wild bird that had fallen, and so I brought him in the house, and um, then we had to build a little cage, and then I he got a little bigger, and then we had to build a little bigger cage, and then I realized I had a chicken. And I showed his picture on Facebook, and people were like, uh-uh, that's a rooster. I'm like, no way. And then I was like, oh, my God. I haven't had any decent sleep in over a year. <laughs> no, no lie. This thing, and he hates noise, too. So if there's he's got, he's got a lot of nerve. Well, you know when the mosque goes off, it wakes up the rooster next door to the mosque, and then that rooster wakes up everybody else and that wakes up Brendan who then oh it just goes back and forth so anyway he was really lonely when I when I came back from my walkabout and um so I had to go and get another chicken and she is a dominatrix she won't do anything he says she's taken his roost she hates me I don't like her either <laughs> you know <laughs> No, she's just she's just not the same, you know. But Brennan's happy. He's got somebody to keep him company. So because he do wasn't. I, do you what? mind if I play the sound from your snap story? Uh, no. The mosque and, and the rooster. Oh, this morning. <laughs> of your story today. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a special morning today. Okay, here here we go. If I can get it to play. This is from, um, there we go. Can you hear it? Yes. It's that loud. <laughs> I like the next one best. Well, you told me how you got Brendan. What happened with Grace? How did you get Grace? Oh, um, well, I figured if, since Brendan had uh, basically grown up inside the house watching TV and sitting next to my desk, it was when he started pooping a lot that uh, things were getting out of control. And then I was picking feathers out of my room. I know it sounds really gross, but, um, Yeah, it was gross, trust me. So um, I just figured that um, these, I didn't want these people thinking I was stealing chickens. So I went to this, uh, I went to this uh, hotel here that has organic, they do everything kind of green and they had chickens and they offered me a chicken. So I went there to get one of their chickens so it wouldn't look like a kampong chicken. You know, to, to rewind this a bit, um, about two years ago, I had a big chicken problem here, and they were just tearing up everything. And so I went, I read online that if I put chili pepper around the perimeter of the yard, that it would keep chickens out. Well, I did that. I went to the market, and I got all this chili powder. And, um, I mean, the ladies were laughing at me because they said that the Malay chickens love chili. <laughs> but... The weirdest thing happened, and it's a true, true story, is that about a month later, there was not a chicken or rooster anywhere to be found in this village, I swear. 
<laughs> and um, I mean, it was noticeable. It was just dead quiet. And about a week later, I got a message on Facebook from a goofy nurse I know, an expat, and she's like, you know, they think you killed the chickens. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, you must be joking. The fact, I mean, she said it so matter-of-fact. That rumor has, is still alive, actually. That rumor was like two years old. People in KL had even heard it. The chicken oh, no. killer. I am not kidding. I was just, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of ironic that, you know, one came to my door, and now who would ever believe that I'm a chicken killer? <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine an ex-hospital worker running around slaughtering chickens that all somehow mysteriously just vanished? Right. Who would even think that would? I mean, but people actually believe that, that yeah. I've gone around and poisoned the chickens, not thinking that if I did poison chickens, they would be dead in the yard or somewhere. But there was nothing. <laughs> it was really mysterious, like a spaceship had come down or something. No lie. <laughs> So did, did Grace show up after this? Um, well, when I when I brought Grace home, um, oh no 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 no, that was like two years ago. Oh okay. okay. So when I got Brendan, it's just kind of crazy that of all the t- people people thinking I'm a chicken killer when in fact I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But it's pretty it's pretty weird because a lot of people heard that story and kept passing it on. Um, it's a small country. Rumors fly. I, I can't even imagine the whole country knowing. It, well, you know, I'm almost famous. And we're all famous <laughs> to a few people. <laughs> I got this other chicken just hoping that she will be imprinted to resort life and not running free, but... She does her own thing. She hates me, too, so. People, when they travel, they usually show us, like, historic buildings and landscape and stuff. And yours, you're interacting with people. You will show, like, if you are negotiating for a ride, for example, we'll hear you haggling or whatever it is that you're doing. (laughs) Charming them. (laughs) Special prize for my tea. But, uh, but I do, I do feel like I'm, I like if I went to Malaysia, I feel like almost like I've been there, you know, because I'm learning so much from yours. That's pretty cool. You know, I actually just got a GoPro uh, with hopes of I had hopes to start vlogging, and that was one of the reasons I started Snapchatting. One of the reasons, but then um, it's the people, the people that really make the difference between traveling. It's, you know, but uh, sticking cameras in people's faces is just never a cool idea. And nobody really wants to see me just yammering on and pretending that I, you know, oh, and uh, let's try this food and, you know, things like that. I really <laughs> like seeing the real people and showing people the real people, you know. But Yeah. yeah. Can you teach us some melee? Um, yes, sure. <laughs> Bole. Bole means can. B o l e h. Bole. 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 Apagaba. Apa. Apa. A p a means what, and kaba. K a b a h means news. So, 
I'm saying how are you, but I'm actually saying what news. Apa kabar? Apa kabar? Apa kabar? And um, <laughs> but there's there's different versions of things. Like if I said uh, if I said Sudamakan, S U D A H M A K A N, um, basically, have you eaten? Meaning, mm -hmm. you know. Another version of what's the news? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like like how are you? You know, basically, no one really cares if I've eaten or not. So I did start studying level three Malay, and then I realized that anybody that I needed to have that kind of intense conversation with probably spoke English. Right. So I just gave that up. But I also. When I first started learning Malay, I picked up a book when I was in Singapore, and it was Bahasa Malayu, but it was Indonesian, because oh. the country of Malaysia is only 60 years old. It used to be Malayu, and it was uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and part of a little part of Thailand. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. And I'll tell you now, if you go to Singapore and you go to Malaysia, you wouldn't believe the huge difference. I hadn't been to Singapore in 10 years until this recent trip, and I was just like, my goodness, they are space age. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. But they're both the same age. Malaysia kicked Singapore out. Oh. And Singapore, I guess, said, we'll show you. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about the um, the culture? I know you've talked about the religion, and I, I guess the cultural differences are what, is what I'm getting at. Um, there's there's some things I can say and some things I can't really say. Where I was just in, in Parak, yeah, and Ipo, it's uh, it was much more diverse. There were um, there were just a lot of the lot of the cultures are intertwined. You see Malays eating at Chinese restaurants and and this and that. In some states, like I was in Kota Bru, Kelantan, um, it's You'll see, uh, you might see fewer people hanging out together, mm -hmm. um, and maybe that might be the same for the state of Keta where I am now. Um, because even like in Singapore, the the nurses in the hospital had they each had separate places for their dishes and things like that. Yeah. So they, yeah, in restaurants, it becomes a particular thing sometimes. Like what, what can, whose dish can touch what, mm. whose fork can touch what. Um, so, oh my goodness, I wish I could show you right now. I swear to God, there's a monster monitor lizard and a squirrel <laughs> within three feet of each other. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, were you um? Were you? Did you see my snap the day that there was a monitor lizard in my ceiling? No. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I swear. And I, I was like, I knew that um, I went and checked the front garden, and it had dug this monster hole, and I think there was eggs in it, but it would, they would have hatched by now. Yeah, I saw this big old scaly face sticking out. It was freaking me out. But anyway, um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, you... You were talking about diversity of humans, but apparently we're talking about diversity in animals now. <laughs> the village I live in used to be a Chinese fishing village, and a lot of the Chinese have moved out. The house we live in is, was built in the 1940s, 
and it's one of the oldest Chinese families, uh, Chinese Malay families on this island, and probably one of the wealthiest. Um, But so this fishing village, I guess mostly it's just Malays that fish here now, you know, that do that for a living. But and there's that mosque like just up the street. I, I think what you'll find that the um, real diversity is uh, when you go to one of these markets and see the food. When I started trying to write a blog about the mar- uh, night market food, I was just like overwhelmed with how far back some of the words went. And I would get people on Instagram saying, oh, my grandmother used to make that. Or they would tell me the different histories of the different foods from what they knew. Wow. And like so, some of the when um, like I guess uh, when the Indian immigrants came and the Chinese immigrants came to, and they are the ones who built Malaysia. Uh-huh. I mean, they came to do all the work for the colonialists. Wow. Some of those dishes even have colonial mixes in, like little tea cakes and stuff, hmm. little special designs. And um, one of my my favorites is um uh i can't remember its name Urgh, crap i swear i looked everywhere every it's got a japanese name um i'm drawing a blank right now but anyway i was trying to research it and the malaysians say they invented it they invented it but i swear i found this tiny picture remote picture that it was japanese had brought it it was in their mess kits from world war Two. Oh. Because the Japanese did played havoc on this country and Singapore when they came through World War Two, which I'm researching right now oh. for a blog post that's supposed to come out hopefully by the end of this month. But yeah, and there's there's a World War Two survivor down in Singapore, and I actually got to meet him. But my Malay wasn't very good, so um, I just I didn't show him on Snapchat or anything. <laughs> But that's why I was on that island in Singapore, was looking for that man, and I found him. So um, are you staying in Malaysia because you want to or because the job that you have is keeping you there? Um, the job I had as a researcher was one of the re- main reasons I stayed um, because the location is really much better and it's pretty unique that you even have um, you know un- that you have somebody here consistently um, and it's opened up a few doors for writing for airline magazines and a few others mm-hmm. um, I'm lazy also and um, <laughs> I don't really want to go anywhere right now I'm, I'm just too busy my job right now is is working for myself and being a digital nomad who doesn't go very far. So um, I pretty much can do what I want. You know, I mean, I can work from anywhere at this point, which is a great feeling because mm-hmm. um, I no longer have to do I'm, – since I'm not doing hospital work and I pretty much just let my license fizzle, and it yeah. would take me – it would take me – a big chunk of change and a lot of time to get my continuing education and license renewal and all that stuff. And um, I just don't want to work for the man anymore. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but, you know, if somebody had told me 10 years ago, hey, you're going to be a travel writer, I'd be like, oh, right, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, man, I mean, it's a, full, it's a full-time job when I'm doing, which makes people just roll their eyes and go, uh-huh, yeah, like you're doing what? But, God. <laughs> well, um, before we end the uh, interview, I do want people to know about your blog. Can you um, tell where to find it and what kinds of things they could expect in it? Um, <laughs> well, it's the theislanddrum.com, and I have a lot of really old Langkawi blogs, and now I pretty much focus on the surrounding area, and I will pepper it up with a few Langkawi blo- new Langkawi blogs, but for the most part, I don't focus on blogging about Langkawi anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also found that times have changed in the blogging world, and it's not about Dear Diary, today I did this and that. And it's if you take it up to a new level, it becomes people want information. Yeah. You know, people, if you're not going to be funny and just totally entertain everybody, they really want information. Um, they like pretty pictures, and um, <clears throat> I like to think that I'm, I'm giving people real information. I'm not going to – I don't write about stuff that's – I don't write about hotels that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like them, but I'll if – I, if I'm forced to write about something I don't really back up, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sarcastic. I would love to give you an example, but I might get a lawsuit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I stayed at this hotel in a place, and the general manager was American, and he was so fine looking too. He was so cute, and I was like, oh, I was crushing on him, but what a jerk! <laughs> I was like, couldn't even believe what a clown he was. I was just like, oh, dude. <laughs> just broke my heart and I I mean I was just they just oh man yeah well I don't I did write that blog though (laughs) (laughs) but that's the only place I really um you know and I don't write about restaurants that um that give crappy service Mm-hmm. The food's not that great if if they try their hardest and be nice to people. But and anybody that's like not nice to people, I'll even remove the blog because I don't like mean people and because yeah. I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. So I try not to sell out too much, and <clears throat> you know I'm not going to just write a fluff piece, you know, just because I have to. Right. I mean, not really. <laughs> And I'm not going to, yeah, I mean, even for me to go do hotel reviews, I'm I'm usually the one pitching them, so I'm not going to just pitch a hotel that looks like it might be sketchy. Right, right. And if it's a hotel I've stayed at that I really think is a gem, you know, I'm a a three-star girl, and I appreciate three-star luxury, affordable luxury, you know, it (laughs) doesn't have to be fancy, but, you know, things like that, so... I hope that I can give people, you know, good advice and they can trust me not to give them a bunch of crap. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, um, before, as, as I keep rambling on here, I was in Bali and I had like my last 20 bucks on me and I had read a review about this restaurant and I, and I took my last bit of money and went to eat there and it was just the worst, most disgusting food. I'm not going to do that to people. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And, um, you know, I cannot stand reading editorials where people just say crap just because they got free food and they had great service because everything was free, free, free. Okay, so now you have other social media platforms. Where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, which I hate, Google, LinkedIn, YouTube, and and Flipboard, which I'm not very good at. Oh, cool. I'm on Flipboard, too. It's interesting, but I, I don't quite understand how to get ahead there oh i'm yeah. on instagram too well you'll have to tell where people can find you on snapchat since you know that's the platform that we're touting. okay um the island drum is actually the island rum <laughs> so it's missing a d because i had a typo and um <laughs> like, yeah so it's the island drum i land drum minus a d <laughs> And um, and I want to let people know that they will get a lot out of seeing your um, your Snapchat. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's informative. Um, I really have a good time. Whenever I watch your your snaps, I get something out of it. So you're being um, way too generous. <laughs> oh no no no! I, I'm I I just like that everyday person feel that you have, and uh, we that's don't... important. I actually like. Thank you for that. I I actually prefer that too. I don't like a lot of, I mean, I love creativity, but I, I really like to mix, I like it mixed up, and I really like to see people's real lives, and that's yeah. what really got me with Snapchat, is I was fascinated to suddenly see a lot of Americans, I had, you know, I, you know especially my age on Snapchat, and I was yeah. like, wow, and yeah. going to the grocery store again, and shopping, and, and things like that, and, and singing, <laughs> It's it's the internet. Is it? It is. It's the internet connection on my end. I can see that now. Uh-huh. It's just, well, I'm also on an island. And, oh, yeah, that is one thing here. It's like, um, yeah, any of the islands along Thailand and Malaysia, you're going to have, you're going to have some sketchy internet problems. Okay. Because my connection is from the mainland. Oh. Okay. Even well, though we have the fastest service here. Do you? <laughs> we insisted. <laughs> 40K Twitter followers that backed me up on that one. No, just kidding. <laughs> you were the leader, huh? You were the ringleader. Well, people people did wonder why, Um, you know, I don't know. It just it took us, it was not easy to get, but the poles across the street from my house, so. Just imagine trying to run your online business from an island in the middle of nowhere. I can't imagine how you do it. A lot of patience. Yeah. Well, we better stop because we're probably about to get disconnected anyway. Okay. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you.